1: great he is. How great he is. Turn to your neighbor and say my God is great. Hallelujah. Now tell him he's greatly to be praised. There's none like him, right? Do we really believe that today? Praise God. I, I don't know about you, but uh I, re- I, I, I recognize the times in which we're living and I'm sure you do too just by looking at what's transpiring in our world and uh, uh, let, me, let me just say to you I don't think it's a good thing to not be well informed about what's happening in our world I think it's good if you dip your toe into it, you know, the thing where you just kind of lick your finger, find which way the wind's coming, right? you got to realize that the day and hour that we're living in, we are in the end times. And uh, I I like to look at it this way. I believe we're at the last of the end times, the last days before the Lord comes for His church. And uh, only... As the little song sings, only what we do for Christ is going to last. And so I'm, I'm going to encourage you today. I know tonight uh, we have a special speaker. We're wanting the people people to come to get healed, get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But I, I today I'm going, I'm going to preach a little bit, set the table. Amen. And, and I want God to move in us in such a way that it will help us. Turn to your neighbor and say, I need help today. Now, if you would say that to some people, they'd probably look at you say, you ain't kidding. You need some help. But in all reality, we do need help. We need, we need, you know, our help comes from where? Right. He's the one that created all things. Truly, the heavens are His throne. The earth is His footstool. Amen. Psalms in chapter 99, and uh, I'm going to be reading uh, The whole chapter, sorry up there, I gave you just verses 1 through 4, my bad. But we're going to add uh, down to verse 9. Praise God. How many believe that God is faithful? That's what this chapter is about. This chapter is about the faithfulness of God. Amen. If we ever forget that, we've lost our way. Because God is faithful. Verse 1, the Lord reigneth, let the people tremble said it between the cherubim, let the earth, everybody say, let the earth be moved. The translation says, let the earth be shaken. Look, let me tell you something, where the presence of the Lord is, something's going to happen. How many believes that this morning? Where the presence of the Lord is, something's going to happen. The Lord is great in Zion and he is high above all the people. Let them praise thy great and terrible name. Awesome. Everybody say awesome. awesome. <clears throat> praise his awesome name. Why? For it is holy. He is holy. Shout that loud, he is holy. He is holy. The king's strength also love a judgment. Thou dost establish equity or uprightness. Thou ex- executest judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool. Why? For he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among them that call upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spake unto them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinance that he gave them. Thou answerest them, O Lord our God, thou wast a God that forgavest them. Though thou took vengeance on their inventions, in other words, on their evil deeds. Don't ever think that we're going to get by with our evil deeds. Judgment's coming. The world is going to face judgment. Amen. Verse 9 says, exalt the Lord our God and worship at His holy heel. Why? For the Lord our God is. For the Lord our God is. Say it one more time. For the Lord our God is. Lord God, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your love and kindness that you so graciously shown to us. Thank you for the opportunity we have again today to speak your word. It's your word that's a lamp unto our feet. It strengthens us. It encourages us. It helps us get over the the, the hills in our lives that we're struggling with. I pray, God, that you would minister each and every one of us through your word. Amen. Encourage us. Lift us up. Strengthen us. Amen. Let us look at it and respond to it in Jesus' wonderful name. We pray and everybody say praise the Lord. Can you one more time shout with a voice of triumph, clap your hands unto him. Hallelujah. 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 Be seated. Amen. So if you haven't guessed yet today, I'm going to talk a little bit about worship. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, no. Pastor's been to camp. He's got stirred up. Put your toes in under the pew because he's going to come walking down through there. <laughs> no, really, to be honest with you, this is something that, that, that uh, it, it, you know, in the last little while for some time now, that I have, I have been looking at, understanding that without worship, it's hard, if impo- yet impossible, to get into the presence of God. You can try many ways, but you're going to falter, you're going to fail. You can try, you're going to become frustrated. You can try, but you're going to become defeated. Why? Because you just qu- can't quite get there just on your own. To get into the presence of God means we have to take part in that. We have to raise our hands or we have to raise our voice or we have to begin to articulate to Him how one, The songs that we've been singing this morning will tell you well. Amen. There's, a, there's something about proclaiming to Him that He is God. He is holy. He is wonderful. He is great. Amen. He's the one. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Proclaiming to Him, amen, and giving Him your praise and your worship, amen, opens that avenue wherewith you can get into the presence of God. Worship is important to the church. Amen. In fact, fact, amen, the church is powerless without worship. Turn to your neighbor and say, no worship, no power. No worship, no power. Now, sometimes people think you gotta run, dance, talk, talk in tongues, jump on the pews and everything else to get in the presence of God. No, it's a matter of your heart. When you open your heart and you begin to express your love to God and you raise your hands or you stand up, I can worship God sitting there, but I'm just not gonna keep my mouth shut. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just kind of sit idly by. But when the presence of the Lord begins to move in a service, it's going to be because people have connected to Him through their worship. And He says, I will inhabit their praise. I'll live in it. Clap your hands in the Lord and praise Him once again this morning. Hallelujah. Do we want miracle signs and wonders? Yes. We got to get in the presence of the Lord. Do we want people filled with the baptism of the Spirit of God? Yes. We got to get in the presence of the Lord. It all starts with getting into the presence of the Lord. Hey, man, you don't have to be in the way for fifty years to get into the presence of the Lord. Amen. You that are young in the Lord, understand. Amen. That's the number one thing you got to work for. Every time you pray, every time you come to the house of God, every time you go to work, every time you get in your car, every time you go out, understand we got to get into the presence of the Lord. Why? Because there's liberty when we get into the presence of the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So without worship, we're powerless. Amen. Worship is important to our soul, right? Somebody say, Hallelujah. Amen. Let me say it again. I'm going to be redundant this morning. Is that okay? Everybody say, That's okay? Amen. You cannot get into the presence of God without your worship. Amen. It's like, it's like coming to a house, amen, and uh, ringing the doorbell. They open the door, and you just stand there. They invite you in, but you just stand there. When there's an invitation, when the door is open, you walk in. You're going into fellowship with somebody, you're going in to have that cup of coffee, you're going in to sit down and talk for a little while. You're going in, amen, to, to, to encourage one another, whatever it is. I'm telling you, when you come to church, you need to think, I'm ringing the doorbell today to heaven, amen. I'm, I'm believing He's going to open the door, and I'm going to respond by going in to fellowship with Him. You, you cannot, you cannot... Get into the presence of God without worship. And if we don't get into the presence of God, we cannot grow spiritually. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can't grow spiritually without getting into the presence of God. Amen. There's a reason why when my my wife went to spend a few days with her dad not feeling well and her mom, and and, uh, she said to me, now make sure you water the flowers. Right? Make sure you water the flowers. You know what my, you know what my response was? Text me and remind me. I want a notification. I know you're telling me this right now but hey, you're going to drive off and I'm going to forget about it. So text me. Amen. Why why was that important? Because without that water, the flowers would die. They would wilt. And they would cease to be. That, that very thing that was beautiful, that people would look at and acknowledge. People walking down the sidewalk. I love your yard. Those flowers are beautiful. Would cease to be. Then people would go by and say, man, what happened to that house? It used to be beautiful. The flowers were beautiful. We, 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 we enjoyed walking by the house and it was gorgeous and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. Now it's like, man, what they just, they've slacked. They've let it up. Look, those flowers are dying. They're awful looking. Stop and tell you that's why it's important to get in the presence of God because you are if I might say a flower in the presence of God and you need his nurturing you need his rain you need him to pay attention to you amen you need to say lord prune me lord pluck off the old stuff amen so the new stuff can grow you need to get in to the presence of the lord where there is liberty and there's rain spiritual rain that can pour on you and help you grow Without it, we're going to die. That's why when we come to the house of God, it's imperative that we come to worship. Turn to your neighbor and say, listen to him even if you don't want to. You know, because sometimes we have a tendency when we we start talking about certain things, we just kind of tune it out. I'm going to be talking about it here in a minute. We just kind of tune it out and just like, well... You know, that's all, man. He's preaching to them today. Man, he's got them. He's got them. Wow. Pow, pow, pow. I wonder what they're thinking right now. Pastor's after them. He's hot on their tail right now. I wonder what, no, I'm preaching to you. Amen. If you're pointing your finger at somebody else, I'm preaching to you. Amen. Why? Because I feel like you and me and any of us, amen, we need to find ourselves in that place, amen, to where we put the best foot forward. And we say, you know what? If nobody else does it, I'm going to do it. If nobody else is going to ring that doorbell this morning, I'm going to ring that doorbell. Amen. If nobody else walks through that door, I'm going to walk through that door. If nobody else prays, us God, I'm gonna praise God. If nobody lifts him up, I'm gonna lift him up. Amen. If nobody else does it, I'm going to do it. Because, irregardless of what everybody else does, I want to feel the presence of God in my life. Woo, come on, clap your hands and praise him this morning. He's worthy. Amen. That's why it's imperative when you come to the house of God, you worship. Amen. That's why it's important we get our minds off of the busy day that we had or, or the awful day that we had or whatever else is going on. Amen. I'm going to tell you, there's been times in the last 12 weeks or close to 12 weeks uh, that I've had a lot of time to think. A lot of time to think. You know, I, I knew things could go bad. I knew things could go wrong. You know, I knew they buried... Uh, Hey, pastor friend, same surgery that I had, blood clot. I, I knew those things, and I'm thinking, God, amen, I, I, you know, I'm in your hands. I don't know what's going to happen. Amen, I, I don't know, but, but it, it gets at your mind. But, but I understood in those times that, that, that there were things and, and, and preaching and, and singing and stuff like that, that that was important, vitally important, because it would encourage me it would bring me into that place to where even if I was sitting in that chair or laying in that bed, amen, that I knew I could still get into the presence of God through my worship. And if that wasn't bad enough, a little past the eight-week marks, all of a sudden something else hit me. Okay, God, I don't want to ask what next. My wife done jinxed me. She she jinxed me when she said, well, the deductible's met. You might as well go ahead and get everything done you need to have done. And boom, gallbladder attack. Lord, I rebuke that word. Touch my kidneys, touch my heart, touch my lungs, touch my big toe, touch my little toe, touch my hands. You hear what I'm talking about today? Hey, let me stop and tell you right now. I don't know what's going to go on in your life. I don't know what's going to happen today. But I can tell you this one thing. This one thing I do know. That if we stay into the presence of God, no matter what we face, He will be that friend that will be there, that will stick closer to you than any brother, amen. any offspring, whoever it might be. He will be there for you on top of the mountain or in the deepest, darkest valley. Why? Because you know that it's through your worship you can get in to the presence of God. Amen. God will be there for you. Hallelujah. Oh, everybody say thank you, Jesus. We cannot. Here, turn to your neighbor right now and say you can't worship God if your mind is everywhere else. Come on, tell them again. Say, you can't worship God. Come on, tell them. You can't worship God if your mind's everywhere else. How many's ever experienced that one time or another? You could be standing looking at somebody. They're talking to you. Uh, hey Amen. They could be just kind of talking, talking, talking. Uh, all of a sudden you walk away uh, and, 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 and 30 minutes later, or not 30 minutes, 30 seconds later, uh, you're thinking, what did they say to me? Why? Because your mind was somewhere else. That's like right, my wife. My wife will say to me sometimes, she'll be talking to me, and uh, she said, did you hear what I, I said? And, I, and I, would say, uh, I would say, yeah, I heard what you said, but what was it again? Why? Because my mind was on something else while she was trying to tell me something. Hey, Amen. How many, how many knows what I'm talking about? That's why we come to church. Hey, Amen. we got to realize that our mind, he's trying to speak to us. He's talking to us, right? How many understands that today? He's talking to us. Uh, amen. And many times that's what we do. Uh, we're not responding. Uh, we know something's going on. We feel the presence of God is around here. But our minds are everywhere else. So what we could be receiving from God, we walk out and say, what was that preacher preaching today? What was God really trying to speak to us today? Amen. Hey, man, what, was it? hey what, was that, what was that sermon on today? That's why you need to put everything else out of your mind. You want a miracle? You want something you want God to move in your life? You want to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Uh, Amen. Whatever it might be, whatever's going on in your life, if you want that to happen, uh, the first thing you got to do is say, you know what? I'm going to focus on what the man's preaching today. I'm going to focus on what God wants to do today. I'm going to focus on giving my heart and life to God. Amen. I'm going to focus on God doing a great work in my life, right? I'm going to put everything else out of my mind and focus on what thus saith the Lord. Folks, it's imperative in this day and time. You got to. You got to. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you want to be lost? That was quiet. Come on, tell them intently. Look at him, Glare at them eye. Come on, get him, Get that little mean look on. Say, do you want to be lost? Hopefully everybody said no. Hopefully everybody said no. I don't want to be lost. I want to, how many wants to make it to heaven? All right. Well, let me let me encourage you this morning. I'm learning, I'm still in this way, but I'm still learning that, that my attention has got to be more and more on the things of God than on the things of the world. My my attention's got to be on the empty seats in this house. Amen. My attention's got to be on your family and your friends. Amen. Your attention's got to be on a why? Because we need to realize that this is a race, and you don't stop the race till you break the tape. You keep running. Until the rapture of the church. Oh, we got quiet on that. Amen. But here, let me tell you right now, that means we got to run and we got to run and we got to run. And no matter what's going on in my life, we got to focus on finishing the race. Worship is important. We have to worship. Worship, folks, brings revival. If you're kind of questioning why, amen, some things you'd like to see are not seeing. Well, let's start with worship. Worship, everybody say worship brings revival. Worship brings the power of the Holy Ghost. Right? And when the power of the the Holy Ghost shows up and moves, what does it bring? It will bring deliverance to people's lives. It'll bring peace. It'll bring things like victory. Right? Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here's the deal. That's why, and I talk about this often, uh, some of these things, so it might be a little redundant this morning, but that's the why the devil wants to hinder your worship. I'm believing, preaching this this morning, I'm believing we're going to come back tonight and blow the, we could blow it off this morning if you want to, but I believe I, I want to set the table for the man of God when he comes tonight and he's going to preach the word of God, let faith abound, people's hearts and lives change, right? Come on, clap your hands, all you people shout with a voice So understand he will do whatever it takes to distract you to the point that when you get to church you don't feel like worshiping. You say I don't feel like it. Have you ever apologized to God? So Lord I'm sorry man I I, I messed up. I, I just don't feel like it. That's a hard thing to do, to tell God, Lord, I just don't feel like worshiping you tonight. I hope you understand. I hope, I hope you give me a pass today. Hey, Amen. I couldn't raise even a pinky to worship you today. No, I know, I know. I know. I know we don't I just want to be real with you today because I'm so hungry for a move of God in a way that where lives are going to be changed. Amen. That I that I want you and I to participate in that. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. And that's how He robs us of our blessing is by distracting us. Because worship is what gives us the strength to do what? To get up and to go on. But if we don't worship, we become weak, we become frail, we become anemic, we become a person that's easy to whip. So the devil wants to hinder our worship. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not going to let that happen. He wants to hinder our worship. Tell him again, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to let that happen. Let me say it again. He wants to hinder our worship. Now you say it. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm going to proclaim the word of God. I'm going to hold the word of God high. I understand that, 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 that he's a great God. He's a glorious God. Amen. He's the eternal God. There's none like him. Amen, I, I'm gonna stand and I'm gonna praise him and I'm gonna worship him. Amen, I'm gonna give him the praise. Why? Because he's the one that's gonna help me get up and he's the one that's gonna help me go on. Yeah. So the devil wants to hinder our worship. There's an old song that says, we have come into his house and gathered in his name. To socialize to talk to my friends no to worship Him everything else can come but our focus and our intent when we come to the house of God needs to be to worship Him and I believe that's exactly why we are here today And I think that's, you've got to be determined that there's not a devil in hell that's going to stop you from worshiping God. Amen. When you come to the house of God, this place is dedicated to the Lord. So when you come into the house of the Lord, amen, you need to say, you know what? This is God's house. And God is worthy of all that I can give him. Let me ask a quick question. Why why did you come to church today? Why did I come to church today? What was our purpose? Now let me put you this way. Did I come today? I'm going to focus it on me. I knew I had to preach today. so Did I come because I had to preach today? Did I come just to deliver a message, get it over with, and go home and do something else? If I did that, that's wrong. That ain't right. I don't preach to fill a slot. I don't get up here and teach a Bible study just to fill the time. We shouldn't, we shouldn't come in here to, to, to play or to worship or, or, or whatever we do just because it's my time. I mean something needs to move us to the point where we say, you know what, I'm itching to get there. Amen. God's going God's to do something great today. I'm believing that hearts are going to be changed. I'm believing somebody's going to get healed. I believe God's going to minister to somebody today. So I'm going to come in all ready to go into worship and praising God. Why, 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 why? I've been tuning up before I ever got to church. But Bobby, I've been working on it. Amen. I don't want to get here and start. I want to have already began. So that means, while I'm getting ready, thank you, Lord. I'm listening to my songs. I'm listening to music. And oh, hallelujah. Man, we're going to have a service today. I, I want to go already fired up, ready to go. I want to get here already to go. Why? Because I don't know what somebody else is going through. Uh, but I want to already be in that mode of worship. Uh, amen. To where we get the presence of God moving. Uh, to where somebody can step into the presence of God. And their life can be changed. Woo! Somebody say hallelujah. That's why I come. No other reason. One way the devil can bind your worship is through, well, a little bit of what we've been talking about, preoccupation. Preoccupy. If if he can preoccupy our mind... While you are at church, he can bind your worship. In other words, if your mind is on something besides God, amen, you can't worship God. You can't worship the Lord because you're preoccupied with something else. They didn't even shake my hand. (laughs) They didn't speak to me. Can I say something pretty bluntly right now? Who cares? Why? Because I'm not going to let that affect how I've come to church. I'm going to enter into the presence of God. And I'm just going to pray when they step through the door that God zaps them. And they feel the presence of the Lord. And sometimes people don't mean anything by it. It's just our mind becomes preoccupied with it. It's like my wife. She keeps telling me, Dan, you need to start wearing your hearing aids. I'm like, why? Because sometimes people call your name out and you just walk on. Grab a hold of my arm. Tap me on the shoulder. I don't do it intentionally but I hate them hearing aids. It makes me hear too much besides that it tickles my inside of my ear and I'm always going like this no in all seriousness. Amen. Don't get worried about what other people do. Don't let them don't let the enemy use that as a distraction. Amen. For when you come to the house, now you're all down and out and now you don't feel like worshiping God. No. You need to motor on in here. Put your hands up. Open your mouth. Proclaim the goodness of God. We can all probably count the times that's that's happened to us. Amen. But we got to bring our minds back into focus with what God wants to do. Understand? Amen. The enemy is going to try to fill your mind with anything that will stop your worship. And let me sometimes we give him all the praise and the honor and the glory. Amen. He's the one that done it. No. Sometimes it's just our flesh. In fact, a little bit more too often it's our flesh. And he ain't got nothing to do with it. But for the sake of the message today, I'll tell you, he's working on you and working on your mind and trying to get you to think on other things. Hey Amen. Where are we going to eat today? Or, or, or what, what, what's, uh, what's going on uh, at home? Or, or, or what, what's, what's happening in the world today? Whatever. It doesn't matter. He's going to try to stop you from focusing on the things of God. Mm. Oh, Lord, I'm nowhere even close to being done. Sometimes we even get preoccupied with what, the, what everybody else thinks about us. I don't care what you think about me. Come on, can you say that? Can you turn to your neighbor right now, look at them, and do it just like this. I don't care what you think about me. Now, now you say, you say Pastor, that's not really true because I do care what people think about me. Let me stop and tell you this. But when you, when, it, when it's between you and God and your relationship with God, you got to get to that place. I don't care what anybody, if they don't like my worship, that's on them. If they don't like me yelling out in church and praising God, that's on them. If they don't like uh, my, my, my lifting up my hands or what, that's on them. Amen. It's not going to affect me. It's not going to bother me. Because I've come into this house to magnify the Lord and to worship Him. Oh, clap your hands one more time and praise Him this morning. Do do I do, do do I do I look good? I hang on for hang on before you say anything. We'll get we'll get before the mirror. You know we'll say, do I okay? Does this look good? Does this you know? Amen. I'll tell you sometimes how much I think about it. Do you know this suit? I don't know how long I've had this suit, but I've had it for years. I don't think it's ever been to the dry cleaners. And I look down at my knees, and it's like, please take me to the dry cleaners. Sometimes I'll look at the cuff in here, and I'm like, okay, oh, there's oh, there's dust in my cuff. Now, there's nothing wrong with, with with looking nice. Some of y'all dress sharp. I always tell Brother Tommy, Brother Tommy, man, he just, that guy lights it up with the way he dresses, man. He'll have that little, what do you call that thing right there? Pocket hanky or scarf or whatever. He just dresses sharp. That's okay, man. And I'm gonna, I'm going to say, dude, man, you're looking sharp today. But when you get fat guys like me, it's hard to wear those suits that look nice. You've got to get the ones that's got a little room in them. Right? Amen. But hear, hear me. Hear me. Do I look okay? Do I fit in? Do I look out of place? Does my hair look okay? Is anybody staring at me? I don't care. I don't care Sister Howard I don't care Now I'm going to look presentable I believe in that But here's the point I don't. Care. When I come to the house of God I don't care what anybody else thinks I'm coming with a purpose I've got direction I've got a word I'm going to get into the presence of God Because God looks beyond all that stuff Don't forget the reason that you're here. I did not come to please anybody else. I came here to please God. (laughs) Some of you are all saying like that. Pastor, you've been out of the pulpit a little bit too long. You're getting all rambunctious. Bible says in Acts 2, one that on the day of Pentecost that he says they were there in one accord. You see unity is a powerful thing. And when he told them to go tarry in Jerusalem to you be and do with power from on high. He said go camp out there. Amen. And you pray. And you pray. And I believe because of that it brought unity in the house. And when unity was in the house, poof, the presence of God fell. Hey, amen, that's why I'm saying don't get hard feelings against everybody else. Man, that'll stop revival in a heartbeat. Don't, don't, don't begin to separate yourself from brothers and sisters of the Lord, amen, because you just kind of come preoccupied with, eh, you know, that that, 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 that that I didn't like this or like that. No, 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 no. We need to come together. Turn to your neighbor and say, we need to come together in one mind one accord amen we need to become preoccupied with the things of God and not preoccupied with the things of the world and then God will begin to show up and God will begin to show out and God will begin to move in miraculous ways not preoccupied with everything else when they came to the upper room they had a word from God and their minds were on God and their minds were on the promise that he made they weren't worried about anything else except pleasing God they were hungry for God let me tell you something right now we got to be hungry for God Amen, to manifest himself among us as they were and when we come to God's house we would somehow occupy ourselves with God and not preoccupy ourselves with something else. Folks, we're going to see greater things. We're going to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But all of our attention has to be on God. Can't be looking at everybody else. Can't be finding fault. Please, hear hear me this morning. Hear me this morning. Finding fault just hurts you as much as it hurts them. I've learned that lesson. I've learned the lesson to not become such a, uh, you know, an outspoken judge of people's lives. Because I want to be a help, not a hindrance. Think about that. Talk to your neighbor right now and say, I love you. Uh, I'm going to get off this stuff. Understand this. The devil will use any device necessary to preoccupy your mind because that will keep you from worshiping God. Sister Nikki, you're going to have to come. If you don't come, I'm, I'm I'm not even halfway through. Hey, man, I might have to finish part two. But the second thing I want to talk about, and you hear me talk about this often, a second way the devil can bind our worship is through prayerlessness. If you don't pray, you hear this preacher this morning. If you don't pray, you're going to pay. because I'm not the judge of that, I can't oversee that in your personal life. But the one that will judge it is God Almighty. My prayer life sets the table for my worship. My talking to God about my own personal life sets the table for my worship. And if I say, well, I haven't had time, time to pray, and you know, there's people, there's people that are that 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 you probably know, that two things that they don't do. One thing they do, they come to church, but two things that they don't do is read the Word of God and pray. Can I just be flat honest with you? I want you to come to church because hopefully somewhere through our worship, and our prayer, it'll get a hold of you. But if you can say I don't really read my Bible and I don't really pray man that's disastrous because what are you going to do as a person you don't pray so you don't know the word of God you don't read the word of God you don't you don't pray you don't worship and so what what what, what does that happen what happens well what happens is that you in turn are no good for anybody else Pastor, that's a hard thing to say. No, it's a right, it's a true thing. It's true. Because if the Spirit of God is not working in your life, and all we are is just a just a facade, then how do we help anybody else?
0: Wow, Pastor,
1: that's a Debbie Downer. Boy, you just kind of brought us down before you're going to close the service out. Prayer, a prayerless life is a life headed nowhere. And the devil will use any tool within his arsenal or his tool bag to keep you from praying, keep you you from reading the word, and keep you from worshiping. Is it okay if the pastor just lays it out this morning? I've been there. Brother Larry, I've been there when I've been there when I knew I needed to pray, but something else got my attention. I've been there when I've had the word of God open and I was getting ready to delve in, but something else got my attention. Something distracted me. Phone call. Whatever it might be, just fill in the blank and got distracted and then several hours later man I didn't didn't get that done but if we really want God to do something great turn to your neighbor and say we have to become a worshiper but we have to set the table for that in our prayer life and reading the word because we can get preoccupied with so many different things let's stand together Amen. I'm going to open these altars right now I want you to come I want you just to kind of commit rededicate whatever to the Lord and just come and find a place to pray now pastor's going to be honest it shouldn't take pulling to get people to come to the altar or to find a place to pray it should be something that just automatically rises up within us why? Because we want a move of God. We want God to, to bless us. We want God to to, pre, to dominate our lives. And we want God to minister to somebody here today. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Lift up your voice all over this place. Raise your hands. Acknowledge God. God's got people in the altar right now that need a move of His Spirit. Let's help with our worship and our praise today. Come on. All over this building. Come on. Here
0: I am to oh yes, Lord. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you are my God.
1: All together, love. All
0: together.
1: I'm all right, how you doing?
0: I Let's do it.